Welcome to our listener podcast series, getting to know our council candidates and incumbent councillors. And this time uh, we uh, welcome Kerry Shine. G'day, Kerry. G'day, Lee. Good to be here. Okay, we've got five questions for you here. We have a two-minute time limit on each of those questions, and then at the end, we give you two minutes just to wrap up anything else that you'd like to say. So as we've been doing with everybody, we start with this question just simply. Why are you running for a seat on council, and what do you bring to the table? No, thanks, uh, Lee. I suppose, first and foremost, having been on council for the last four years, I'm familiar with what's involved, and I like it. And uh, that's the main reason I stood in the first place, because uh, I enjoy public uh, uh, service, uh, politics, uh, and uh, the uh, activities that are associated with any level of politics, really, of representing people. It's a great honour to represent people, and uh, it, it's uh, very satisfying to achieve some of the things you set out to achieve on their behalf. So from my point of view, um, I'm standing again. I feel that that four years of experience on council is uh, going to be worthwhile for the people that you represent. I feel that I'm qualified both with respect to that four years and the achievements over that period of time, but more importantly, in a sense, the background that I bring, that is some decades of being a local lawyer in Toowoomba, being in parliament, being in cabinet, uh, being attorney for uh, three years and so on. So they're, they're, they're sort of qualifications that none of the other 26 candidates uh, have I think they have many other qualifications, very good ones, but not not the same. And it's good to have a bit of diversity on council, uh, diversity of background, diversity of age, uh, gender, uh, experiences, and life. And I think that uh, ensures a a good representative organisation. And I think that's important uh, to have. Um, I want to achieve uh, or see through some of the things that we've started in terms of reforms. Uh, to uh, to the way uh, Toowoomba Regional Council should be run. We are limited, and we'll talk about this later, by the financial constraints that we have as a council, mainly because of that dam upgrade. But we'll talk about that a bit later. All right. Question number two. Uh, what is the number one issue then facing the Toowoomba region right now? Well, it is clearly, uh, Lee, in my view, uh, the requirement that we continue to uh, maintain and adopt uh, uh, responsible and sustainable financial practices. Taking into account, though, the cost of living crisis that our residents, our citizens are facing, like the rest of Australia at the moment, Um, it's going to be a difficult time. um, And I think the choice is either uh, to look at raising rates, but you can't really do that with the cost of living crisis, uh, or alternatively, delay programs that we would like to have started by now. And the Mayor has spoken about this, and I fully endorse his words in terms of delaying some of those pro- uh, programs that is in the paper today, talking about the parklands, you know, federal member, you know, I don't know where he's coming from, but, you know, the reality is you cannot do things unless you have the money or the capacity to borrow to provide it. And uh, some things we just have to leave go because our major responsibility as a council is really to provide uh, the roads, the rubbish, the rates uh, and the water, uh, you know, the basic requirements. And we have to do that and do it well uh, and we will continue to do that. But as to other more... Uh, aspirational uh, attainments, they'll have to take a 
Um, they'll have to be on the uh, backstage for the time being. Uh, so finances, I think, are the, a big issue. Question number three. What opportunities are there for the Toowoomba region over the next four years? Look, it's an exciting time, partly because uh, the population of South East Queensland is going to increase uh, dramatically and Toowoomba will share in that growth. As we know through the South East Queensland plan, we've been uh, warned, if you like, of that. Uh, and we've got to uh, provide in our planning scheme, which is a new one coming out next year, uh, for that increase in population. So that'll be a challenge, but uh, an opportunity for uh, for us to do things uh, well, to make sure that we preserve that garden city image, uh, whilst at the same time providing uh, proper housing uh, opportunities for the increase in our population. Other things that are, are unknown and uncertain are uh, uh, developments like the inland rail. Unfortunately, that's been put on hold uh, so far as Queensland is concerned for the time being. Uh, but ultimately, that will happen and that will continue to be uh, a big catalyst for the expansion of our industrial and manufacturing uh, um, uh, activities in Toowoomba. But in the meantime, uh, things are progressing very well there. It's still hard for people to find workers to fill the jobs that are, that are available. When I was first in Parliament in 2001, my maiden speech, I implored the government of the day to look at decentralisation of government departments to get people, public servants, uh, back into the country so to populate the regional towns and, and uh, villages. At the moment, 20 years later, uh, or more than that, um, our problem is we've got too many people and not enough houses. So life changes and you've got to be adaptable to those sort of changes that uh, will occur. But Toowoomba, the region, Pittsworth, Milmerran, uh, Crow's Nest, Yarraman, etc., will always have an appeal to people looking for that tree change as opposed to the sea change. And it's very, very popular. Question number four. Uh, Toowoomba, it's more than the Garden City. So how would you go about representing the greater region? Well, as I said earlier uh, in the interview today, the best way of ensuring that country areas, that is the seven shires out of the eight that were amalgamated who are hardly represented now, um, the best way of ensuring they have a voice is that they do have representation. The way to ensure that, in my view, is to change the electoral system from a undivided to a divided system, a ward system, similar to what operates in, Ips in Ipswich, uh, where they have eight councillors for divisions. Uh, we would have uh, uh, still have 10 councillors with uh, five divisions, two councillors from each division. At the end of the day, the way I would like to see it, uh, it would end up uh, that you would have uh, uh, a councillor in the country, say, hopefully coming from north of the Warrego and another one south of the Warrego, and would give those people in those uh, villages and townships uh, in our region confidence that the person, the woman or the man representing them knows what they're talking about, knows what the issues are, knows where the potholes are, where the road needs grading, uh, you know, what park needs attention and all that type of thing because they come from that area. They're country people, they have similar values and, and uh, a great deal better knowledge of the circumstances. So in order for that to happen, uh, we need <coughs> councillors to be elected who support that point of view. At the moment, we had 8-3 the last time we went for a vote. The big vote will come later this year when money has to be applied to uh, to the referendum type process that 
has to be undertaken. Probably three or four hundred thousand dollars have to be found somewhere, and we'll need a majority of councillors to support that. So I urge people listening uh, to find out from their aspiring council candidates uh, what their view will be with respect to uh, country representation. Uh, Question number five. It'll be one of the big issues facing any councillor and the council as a whole. So would you support raising rates to help pay for the Crestbrook Dam upgrade? Well, we're trying very, very hardly to ensure that we get government assistance uh, for that upgrade. And if we do, that will change the ballpark uh, considerably. Uh, When I was uh, Water Minister and in Cabinet, uh, I was able to use my influence, but thank God for Peter Beattie, uh, to uh, uh, ensure that the pipeline from Wyvernoe came into existence, pipeline to uh, Crestbrook, which has provided us with the current water security we have. That was paid for two-thirds by the state government and a third by the council. Now, if we could get some arrangement like that, and bear in mind that precedent has been set, that would be a long way to achieving um, the financial uh, ease that we would like to see. Uh, and uh, that would enable us not to look at any extreme uh, rise in rates or cutting of services. Uh, I talked about that earlier uh, today, that uh, you can't have your cake and eat it. It's got to, you've got to be able to afford things, and there is a limit to what, the amount you can buy, uh, imposed by the uh, Queensland Treasury, about $300 million. Uh, So uh, there's only some things we can do, uh, and... Uh, uh, we, that's why it's important that we try to get, uh, try our hardest to get government support. If we can't, then we've got to, we're responsible for our own actions, like running our, our own households. And uh, if you uh, can't afford things, you have to do without them. And just finally, uh, we give you an opportunity now just to add anything further that you might like voters to know about either your candidacy or uh, overall the uh, the council. Yeah, no, thanks, Lee. The, the main two items we talked about were financial responsibility um, and uh, the uh, representation of country areas. But there's three other areas that I just mentioned briefly that I've tried to advocate for in council and will continue to do so. And that is the limitation of fast food outlets particularly near schools. Uh, I think Toowoomba's uh, reputation as being the obesity capital of Australia is not one that we should be proud of. We should, from a council point of view, do something about it. It won't cost any money. It's just a planning matter. So that's one, fast foods. Secondly, uh, roadside uh, yearly collections. Uh, it, is, it comes at a cost, and we can only do it when we can afford it. But not a huge cost, but it does come at an additional cost. But it's so good for people who don't have a trailer or the ability to take their rubbish out to the dumps, and it's good for recycling as well. It's, Brisbane brought it in again uh, because of popular demand. Uh, and thirdly, and this is an announcement I make today, I will be putting up for next Tuesday's ordinary meeting a proposal that we investigate uh, the introduction of recycled water not just for industrial and agricultural purposes, uh, but for potable use as well. Kerry Shine, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Lee. Well, you've got a scoop now, mate.